Small town living in the South is full of history and haunts. These dying southern towns fill the country roads in the southeast, speckling the path from big city to big city. They're the heart of the southern people, where so many reside. The small city of Eufaula, Alabama is an excellent example of days long ago, with a picturesque antebellum landscape. And it's here, in these quaint, quiet settings, that you just may have a terrifying, ghostly encounter. I'm Vanessa K. Eccles, and this is Fabled. A house holds a million secrets. Tucked neatly between bedsheets, folded carefully in the dark nooks of drawers, slinking their way into every shadowy place. But secrets aren't the only thing a house holds. It's the lives that roam in and out of the rooms, burning their energy and memories into the walls that truly make the spirit of a home. This is especially true for Findle Hall, the house on the hill in the once thriving, now dying town of Eufaula, Alabama. Father, sitting with his legs crossed and tie so tight that his neck rolls over the top of his collar, reads the newspaper by the window at the inn we stayed in last night. On the front page of the Times and News of Eufaula, reads, September 3rd, 1893. Husband slaughtered by a estranged wife. I take a seat at the table, folding the white cloth napkin over my lap. Must you read that trash? I asked, my voice calm despite my agitation. Though I've only been sleuthing for two years, I've already learned just how skewed and often outright wrong journalists construct their stories. More creative than novelists, they write. He peeks at me, gray brows furrowing over the paper, but doesn't answer. Can I help you, miss? The young innkeeper's daughter asks and pours me coffee in a teacup. I smile when I catch her tucking a strand of her dirty blonde hair behind her ear. Just toast, please, I say, and busy myself with a book while I wait. After we finish our breakfast, Father and I head to Findle Hall. The large home is a cream color with ornate brown trim. Spike-looking embellishments hang over the wraparound porch, threatening guests below. With tall windows and a cupola crowning the top, I can't help but wonder who the people were who had the home built. People who crave mansions are often guilty of lots of other forms of pleasure. As we walk up the sweeping stairs toward the double wooden front doors, movement catches my attention. There's a line of empty rocking chairs on either side of me, but only one on the right side on the very end moves back and forth with a steady creaking in the pine boards beneath. Father sees it too. He glances at it, then turns back toward the door, 
He takes a deep breath before knocking. I force myself to look ahead, mentally tracing the oblong woodwork on the narrow door. Movement beckons me again, though, and I can't help but look. The rocking chair has almost stopped moving, but standing in front of it is a woman dressed in a long white dress with bright blue trim staring into the front yard, her hand resting on the square column. A silhouette, she seems to almost radiate, a faint foggy light surrounding her. I swallow hard, not wanting to look away, but hearing footsteps approach the door. Can I help you? A woman, mid-fifties, answers, her silver curls crushed on the left side, as if she'd been sleeping. Yes, father says, clearing his throat. I'm Robert Raven. This is my daughter, Darcy. Miss Anna Dent sent for us. When I turn to look for the woman again, she is gone, as if she never even existed. The small southern town of Eufaula, Alabama sits high on a bluff, overlooking a 45,000-acre lake. Right on the Georgia border, the city was settled in 1816, three years before Alabama became a state. Though it's small, with a population around 13,000, the county was once the home of six Alabama governors and many amazing antebellum homes. The city skirts the Chattahoochee River and was once occupied by Creek tribes, including the tribe called Eufaulas. In 1820, white settlement in the area was illegal because the land was part of the Creek territory, but people did it anyway. So much so that the Creeks appealed the federal government, asking for their property rights to be protected. In 1827, the government sent troops to rid the area of illegal settlers, known as the Intruders' War. In 1826, the Creeks signed the Treaty of Washington, giving up much of their land to Georgia and eastern Alabama. And in 1832, in the Treaty of Cassetta, they ceded all the land east of the Mississippi River. By 1835, many settlers had purchased land and settled in the area of what is now modern-day Eufaula. The town then had a general store owned by William Irwin, and the settlement eventually became known as Irwinton. The town didn't keep the name for too long because of the confusion with the Postal Service with Irwinton, Georgia, so in 1843 it was renamed Eufaula. Before the Civil War, Eufaula was a booming town. Because of its location off the river and its fertile soil perfect for cotton, it saw considerable growth and tremendous wealth which is still evident by the mansions that line the Seth Lore and Irwinton Historic District. Six companies of Confederate soldiers were raised in Alabama and its surrounding areas. Again, its placement on the river proved pivotal. It's believed that the city built at least one ironclad warship. Some believe Eufaula was the site of the last battle of the war. On May 19, 1865, Confederate troops attacked Union troops from Florida on Hobdes Bridge. After the war, the city and the South were changed forever. Thankfully so. Though cotton continued to be distributed, it never reached the levels it had pre-war, 
and the city's production and wealth steadily decreased over the years. The Army Corps of Engineers created Walter F. George Lake, better known as simply Lake Eufaula. The city stands as a memory to times long ago. Some of the families here go back several generations. Its tight-knit community is quintessentially charming and friendly, despite its haunting past. Because of its history, it's no surprise that Eufaula is home to many ghosts. One of the city's most beloved gems is Findle Hall. In 1837, Edward and Anna Young came to Eufaula, hoping to capitalize on the town's cotton boom. Young was a banker and organized for the town's first bridge to be built over the Chattahoochee River. In 1856, he purchased five acres of land and they built a beautiful Italianate mansion, completed in 1860. The home boasts eight Italian marble fireplaces, a black and white Italian marble entryway, crystal chandeliers, and bohemian cut glass pocket doors, as well as Victorian era murals. During the war, it served as a hospital for injured men. After Young passed in 1879, his daughter Anna and son-in-law Stoughton Hubert Dent, a captain in the Confederate Army, took up residence in the house. The grand home on the hill remained in the Young family until the 1970s. The Alabama Historical Commission then purchased it. Now the house is a wedding and event venue and offers tours to the public. What made me particularly interested in this site is the eerie story I heard from a local recently. She grew up in Eufaula and told us about how the light in the cupola has been known to come on by itself, lighting up the night sky like a beacon. Or perhaps it just wanted the city to know. Someone still roams the halls at night. According to David Higdon and Brett Talley, authors of Haunted Alabama Black Belt, Locals have reported feeling like someone is watching them. There are claims that doors open and close, and apparitions appear and disappear. A woman has been spotted running through the yard toward the door, only to vanish once she reaches it. A young boy has been seen, peering down at the foyer from the upstairs banister. Though no one lives in the house, it still seems to be home to those who have gone on before us. But perhaps no other Eufaula home garners more attention than the Shorter Mansion. Initially, the house looked much more humble, built in 1884 by Eli Sim Shorter II and his wife, Walena Lamar. The house underwent a massive renovation in 1901, which transformed it into what it looks like today. Eli and Walena were socialites and the Shorter Mansion was and still is in some ways a social center for the town. Eli died in 1908, just two years after the renovation, but Walena continued living there until 1927. They left the home to their daughter, Fanny Upshaw, which later passed it to her daughter, Walena S. Kennedy, in 1959. The home fell into disrepair when Miss Kennedy left Tufala because of health reasons. And in 1965, the house was put up for auction and purchased by a group of citizens which formed an association to save the property. They purchased the mansion for $33,000. Since then, the Heritage Association has been honored with a state grant of $75,000 to buy era authentic furniture and transform it into a house museum. 
Eufaula hosts an annual pilgrimage of homes that helps the Heritage Association keep the house maintained and running. The first pilgrimage was held on April 11, 1966, and continues to be a huge attraction every year. Fun fact, this home was included in the movie Sweet Home Alabama. Though the house appears picturesque, some believe it to be spooky. People have reported that a man haunts the mansion. He's referred to as the man with the top hat and has even appeared in wedding photos, according to the authors of the haunted Alabama black belt. Interestingly, a top hat is on display in the museum, which belonged to Governor Sparks of Alabama. Crew members reportedly warn wedding parties that an extra guest may appear in their photos. A woman wearing pink has also been seen in the mansion. She's even been mistaken by one of the staff members as a guest. She spoke to her, but the woman mysteriously disappeared when she momentarily turned away. This ghostly woman has also showed up in wedding photos. No one knows for sure who the ghosts are, but one thing is certain. The Shorter Mansion is still the social hub for the living and the dead. Perhaps the most magnificent historical home in Eufaula is Kendall Manor. Kendall Manor is another grand Italianate mansion on a hill. On top sits a crowning cupola where overseers could monitor the slaves in the cotton fields and the steamboat traffic down the Chattahoochee River. The home was built by James Turner Kendall and designed by H. George Whipple. Construction of the house started in 1861 and was completed in 1867. The house is most impressive with 18-foot ceilings throughout, baseboards standing two feet high, and grand Italian marble mantles. The Kendall family remained owners of the home until the 1970s. It served as a bed and breakfast in the 1990s and is now a private residence. The home is said to be haunted by a woman named Annie, who is believed to have been a nursemaid to the family's children. Annie was known to be strict but protective. She now sometimes shows up when children misbehave in the house. Another rumored apparition has been seen on the property as well. A spirit on a white horse supposedly shows up when something terrible is about to happen. A warning, perhaps? Either way, Kendall Manor is hauntingly beautiful and a true Eufaula treasure. Eufaula has been our home off and on for the past nine years. We've made so many wonderful memories here and are glad that even though we're moving this week, we still have a place to come back to visit. This episode is a tribute to the achingly beautiful, quirky city that we've called home these past few years. The South, with its awful past and glorious mansions, dark history, and complex characters, is a place I'm still glad to call home. Its roots have dug so deep that I know I'll never escape. But to be honest, why would I want to? Stories are everywhere, just hoping to be heard. Savannah, you're next. Fabled is produced by me, Vanessa K. Eccles, with music by Kevin McLeod and Epidemic Sound. Many thanks to Kimberly for becoming a patron this week. 
Your support and encouragement is greatly appreciated. In other fabled news, last week I released Deep Roots, Dark Forests, a Southern Gothic poetry collection. For a limited time, it's free to download. Just visit fablecollective.com forward slash deep roots. All of this research about haunted houses has me wondering, have you ever lived in a haunted house? Or have you ever visited one? I'd love to hear your story. Drop me a note at vanessa at fablecollective.com. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>